Welcome to the Dream Lab podcast series. I'm Sabrina Castillo, life and leadership coach and your host, co-founder of the Dream Lab. And today I have the honor to have our guest, Margarita Arrigada, as our featured guest, a former chief merchant at Sephora, a woman of vision and purpose driven to live a life by design and founder and CEO of Valde Beauty, a champion to create a space for women to go deeper into beauty and connect with themselves. Welcome, Margarita. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Thank you for being here. I, you know, want the audience to really get to know you. A lot of what we talk on this podcast is living on purpose, which just sounds so daunting at times because we get so wrapped up into our lives. We grow up as you know, daughters of immigrants in learning a couple of things, how to achieve, getting good grades, make sure we graduate, we get the good job, all the list, right? And somewhere along the lines, when we start to talk about purpose, we really, it, it, it could be a little overwhelming because we thought that maybe those things were going to be aligned with our purpose. And in some cases they are, but in some cases we're still in that evolution. So I tell us a little bit about you, your your personal story before we get into the um, career and before we get into a lot of that part of your story. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I'm um, originally uh, born and raised in Lima, Peru, uh, South America. Um, I my my mom um, and I'm one of three um, three siblings. My mom. Um, wanted to leave Peru for several reasons that had much to do with acceptance uh, for for her and and you know and, and a better life I think independence and so you know I never really put those pieces together until until later in life um, but she went through a, a difficult time when we immigrated here, really just getting here, went through a, a, a lot of challenges. And, um, you know, what I, you know, much of the creation of my brand is, you know, the inspiration of, of my mom. And she's such a, you know, a core to, to, to my existence. Um, but what I, you know, what I remember in, in my childhood is just this, you know, this woman that overcame so much with gratitude and love and, and the liberation of coming of her coming into her own and, 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 and feeling that, um, you know, that, that, that joy, that, you know, that freedom, um, which I just always remember, you know, I, I think as women, you know, we're, we're remarkable, but to have, to have witnessed someone that experienced, you know, hurt, um, challenges and yet still be so generous and loving and, and, and forgiving. Um, so much of it I thought came from the fact that she was just so happy and being so fulfilled and being who she was. She was so comfortable in, in, in her skin that I think it, it, it liberated her from being defined by so many different things. And so she was, she was a, an important inspiration and, and figure in my life. Um, we arrived in Los Angeles, which is where I've lived, you know, most, most of my life. And I saw her, you know, I saw her lead a life that, 
you know, she, even though, you know, she knocked on doors to get work, she worked three, three jobs, you know, to help us out. And she was a housekeeper, you know, you would have thought she was a millionaire. And, and that just, right. you know, impacted me so much in, in my life. So she's very much, you know, my, my roots are very much, um, you know, we've always lived a double life. We're very Peruvian in our personal life and, you know, yeah. very in, in, in our career. Yeah, you know, and it's true. It's a, a lot of the cultural part of who we are is very driven by the way that we saw, you know, our families kind of strive and, and thrive through their circumstances. I also not until recently really looked into everything that that my mom went through in coming here and how I can see how like, okay, this is why she made very specific decisions. And then now I get to really think about how I want to make those decisions because I have such a different circumstance. Um, you said something um, in one of your interviews that really stood out, which is exploring, you know, what life does have to offer. Because like you said, a lot of what we talk about at home is how to succeed, um, you know, how to really come into the American dream, right? And yeah. as we're sort of there, we start to, to realize that, we need to actually define that for ourselves because we've been put on a path, but we also get the opportunity to redefine that path for ourselves. And you talked about um, seeking what life has to offer. And so, you know, you've pivoted a lot. You've started in as a merchant in for big brands and uh, most recently chief merchant at Sephora. So I believe that you have been through a journey of seeking what life has to offer. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I actually thought that I knew what life was all about because, as you said in, initially when, when you started our, our conversation, that, you know, really what we heard from our parents was, you know, get a living, you know, make a living, <laughs> you know, get married, get educated, you know, get married, have kids, and, um, you know, be financially independent and, and, and retire. And I was motivated um, additionally because I wanted to make sure that I took care of my mom. I wanted to ensure that she didn't work a day in, in, in her life. But that was my main motivation. Even though I, I, I studied a, a skill, um, you know, my motivation to really get ahead was really just that take care of my family. And then when I had kids, I wanted to make sure that they didn't go through what I had witnessed as, as, a, as a little girl. And I think that's the story for most of us, right? I never knew anything else different. No one ever talked about purpose. You know, no one ever talked about balance and, and you know, and, and getting to know yourself. Um, I, I think it was important that my mom had a lot of faith um, and so I, I do, I did grow up in a faith based, you know, just witnessing, you know, how much she hung on to her faith to really help her get through. And I think those were, you know, seeds that, that were planted. But I think what most people don't know is that despite the success, what most people would say, wow, you had a successful career. I lived through most of my life in, in fear. Um, still to this day, I'm still every single day I try and overcome fear. And even though I felt that I was a warrior um, because I was so motivated by wanting to ensure that I had a life for, you know, for my mom and, and my family, I, I, I feared everything. And I think that fear probably stemmed from, 
you know, how I grew up having a strong, you know, father figure, um, just the household. I mean, you know what it's like in Latin environments, you know, as a kid, you can't talk, you know, don't rock the boat. And, and my career, I worked for very strong male dominant, uh, figures. And I typically was either the only woman, um, you know, in leadership roles or one of the few, um, and certainly, you know, the only um, uh, woman of color. And so I was always up against these, these, these challenges that, that I, you know, that I just always feared. And I, I, I think I leaned very much on my work ethic. I knew that I, I thought that I could outwork anybody is what I had seen, you know, in my mom. And I thought, I, I, you know, I'll just, I'll just figure out how to do this. But really, even despite the success, I never overcame the fear. And, and, and I was up against, I also experienced a lot of challenges uh, throughout my life, both personally and, and, and professionally. And at some point in time, I think when I decided to leave um, Sephora in, in, in 2015, my mom had passed away, which is, you know, an important chapter in my life that had just, you know, left a big gap. I just reevaluated and I thought, you know, I've always been chasing what's my next, you know, my next chapter. And I press pause, you know, really because I needed to grieve. I needed to grieve the loss of my mom, but I also needed to, to, to grieve the 11 years that I had spent in an organization that felt like family to me. And in that moment, I think I was faced with a moment of truth. I realized how afraid I was of, of this unknown. And, and it is in that, in that moment, I think that I let go and I leaned very much into my faith. Um, and you know, which I, you know, I thought I had always had, <laughs> but you know, sometimes it's just a little bit of lift service. You say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have faith until you're like sort of in this dark moment. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so I think that that was really the first moment of which I really thought about purpose. I had never thought about it before because those seeds had not been planted. Right. Um, it's, it's so amazing to hear you talk about that because each time that I've propelled for the next, I feel that fear, right? I'm like, am, am I supposed to be here? Am I good enough to do this? Can I do this? And then that survival mode kicks in that we were taught, like, I'll figure it out. Whatever it is, I'm not going to fall flat in my face. I'll figure it out. But you do get into this, into the cycle, like you said, of just going for the next and then you don't hit pause. And it is in that pause moment where you get to really lean in. I think you you, you said that also in other things I read about how you leaned into your faith. And for us here at the Dream Lab, you know, having a spiritual journey along with you know, life journey, purpose, and mind, body, and soul is super important because success is not one dimensional, right? It has many pieces to it. Um, So let's go with a little bit of like that, because now I want to know what's on the other side of fear. Like you said, it's an ongoing journey. It creeps up and it comes up, but you hit pause. You, you were confronted with, you know, what is purpose and, and what is, um, what is on the other side of fear when you bet on yourself? What does that look like? Yeah. Well, I, I think what I discovered is that this is a little bit of a discovery journey. Um, that those, you know, those things don't automatically um, 
um, you know, the answers, you know, don't, don't come right away. And, 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 and of course the, the fear got worse. I mean, paralyzing fear. I mean, you know, moments where it was difficult for me to get out of bed. Um, and, and every day I had to figure out how to, uh, how to overcome. But I think that that's where the faith really kicked in, right? Where I had to figure out how to let go, how to trust, and really, you know, speak to God um, on and, and trusting that, you know, that he would lead the that he would lead the way. And so basically what I did is, you know, every single morning, I, mean, I certainly had a lot of inquiries and, and opportunities that were, you know, that were placed and I, you know, I consider them all. So I was very much in a yes moment. Um, and, and really evaluating, you know, the, the opportunities to figure out, okay, you know, I, I considered it sort of like going on a discovery journey and whatever came my way, I, I said, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll look at, it. I have open to, to evaluate. And what I realized is that not much of it felt right. Um, and, and it was scary, right? It was scary to let go of mm-hmm. something, fill your comfort level, yeah. um, and, and particularly when you're leaving a role that has, you know, that has been, you know, super, um, you know, magnified and, you know, it's giving you, you know, comfort and, and security. Um, and all of a sudden, and you know, deep in your side, you still have a lot of energy and, and you know, and contribution that you want, that you want to put out there. Um, but I, I think that the journey was very much about me really listening to my soul and 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 having those conversations if you know those opportunities felt right and i think probably one of the most courageous things i i did initially because i think the journey of getting there and building the confidence and overcoming the fear is doing you know baby step courageous things and and one of the first one was making a decision that i would not go back to corporate america <laughs> you know not go back yeah. not go you know, into this path or this path. And I think once you close those doors, when you make a decision to close those doors, it's like, a, you know, it's like our souls have energy. And like, yeah. through, you know, you're going through a channel and to the extent that you have a lot of openings, you know, that energy is dilutive. And I, I, I remember a December, I think in 2015 or 16, where I just said, I, I, I told all these people, I'm not going to do this. I told myself, I'm not going to, I'm going to let that go. And I just immediately felt that strength. Immediately. I felt like, you know, the conviction that I had made that right decision and it helped me um, build more energy into pursuing other things. Ultimately, someone recommended me. I, I give a lot of advice and I love to mentor entrepreneurs and, and, um, and new emerging brands in the beauty space. And somebody reached out and said, hey, you know, can you help me with this concept? And I did not feel secure enough to really charge this person. I said, I'd love to help you, but I can't charge you because I didn't even feel experienced to, you know, to be able to do that. And at some point in time, this person said to me, okay, I'm not, you know, I had done the, you know, the, the work and they said, I don't feel comfortable not paying you anymore. Um, and, um, and that started, you know, the journey into becoming a consultant and a strategic advisor. And it just sort of happened by, by default and without really realizing 
I began to enjoy this process of helping and all these different people. And it felt like right. my pen now was a lot bigger. And that's when I started little by little to trust the process. I just want to say a couple of things here that are just so mind blowing to me, because for me, um, a couple of things that came at me. Number one, I completely understand this idea how you just have to make a decision that something's not right, right? And and we think, I don't know if you experienced this, um, I certainly didn't get to to the C-suite, but like I, when I got to the director role, I thought like, that's it. Like if I get that, I'm gonna feel a certain way and then you don't feel a certain way or like you still feel like what's the next step? And it's not that you're not, ever satisfied, it's that you're longing for that feeling that you got by serving and helping and going through that discovery of knowing your true self. Yeah. And that decision gets tested, right? Because more opportunities come. I'm sure you got even more opportunities to get back into corporate that were very lucrative and, and shiny. And it you almost start to second guess yourself, right? right? And you're like, wait, am I doing the right thing? Like, am I, did you experience that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, the issue was, is that I had experienced, I had lived in a moment in time at Sephora, which was a, you know, it was a little bit of a Camelot, you know, moment. And, and, and when you, when you go through that and you, you experience it, it's hard to compromise after. And so while well, there were a lot of, of opportunities and lucrative and strategic and, and, and glorious. I just thought, I know what I've already been through. And, mm -hmm. and I and I know what I have felt, I was a little bit disappointed as well, just in general with corporate America, I just, you know, in, in reflecting on my journey, and, you know, how hard it was to move the needle, yeah. you know, the effort, you know, the 1000% effort, and maybe you move the needle 10% of the time, and you know, the rest of it is the stuff that you have to go through. And so I went through a lot of soul search to evaluate, will I really impact? The energy is still there. I have a, a strong point of view and perspective. Will I really impact? And at the end of the day, I didn't think that I would impact, even though I'd have the job, the title, the salary, and you know, and, and all that. I didn't think I would impact. And I think that that, you know, that realization of wow, this is really important to me. I really, really do want to contribute and impact, that sort of was an important aha moment for me. Yeah, that's that's exactly, I think, what a lot of the times it's hard to get to, but you have to put in the work and make the decisions and trust yourself. Um, something else that I just want to bring to light, because I know a lot of our listeners struggle with belief and value in themselves. And then after this, I want to get into launching the product. But you were the chief merchant officer at Sephora. You had an extensive experience at in, in beauty and you yet still doubted your experience oh. to be able to do that. And one, I think, you know, I, I doubt myself every day in the things that I want to do, even though I know I have the experience to do them. And I know many of the women who are listening the same. How do you go about, you know, getting past that and honoring your value? Oh, such a great question because Yes, I was such a champion of other brands, champion of other people, and yet I couldn't be that of myself. Um, and so I, I only got past it 
um, when I had this ceiling of an idea, I mean, I was comfortable being a consultant first and, and I thought, whoa, I didn't realize I could really enjoy this. Um, and there I was, that's, that's what I was going to continue to do. And it gave me the ability to still travel around the world and see different things and channel my creative energy, all that. So I thought life is good. This is fine. And then I had, I, I had done, this was the ceiling to the brand, but it hopefully answers your question. I had done this photo album, commemorative, you know, anniversary photo album of my mom uh, for her birthday. And looking at all these photographs, I remember her, you know, seeing her wearing lipstick, you know, and all of them. And then I just had this flashback on her life and how much she loved wearing lipstick. And, you know, lipstick was armor for her. And, and, and at the end of her life, she, um, she suffered from dementia and, but um, every time I took out, she didn't remember who I was at the end, but every time I took out that lipstick, she would perk up, you know, her little eyelashes would flutter and she'd get ready for, you know, for the application. And I put that, um, I apply the lipstick on her. She'd look in the mirror thinking that she was seeing another woman, a beautiful woman, and she would kiss that mirror. And so in that moment when I, I remember that and I reflected on that, I had this feeling inside like, ooh, like that felt like something I needed to honor. And in that moment, I wrote down that, that idea so that I would not forget it. And I just sort of left it alone. And it kept coming back and it kept coming back. And I think, I think in, in my faith journey, and in, 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 in just in my own, I had, I had pressed pause and I was now paying more attention. I was praying for, right. I had been praying for, I want, you know, I want to meet my purpose. I want to understand what my purpose in life is, you know, God, I'm putting my life in, in, in your hands, lead me to this. So I was more self-aware of the signs, you know, the voice, but this thing that I had inside would not leave me. And I probably let it sit for, I don't know, you know, better than, you know, a year until somebody, uh, a client of mine said, God, I love that lipstick that you're, you know, that you're wearing. And from one thing led to another that said, yeah, you know, I love wearing lipsticks and I'm, you know, I'm wearing into this. And so is my mom, blah, blah, blah. And somehow I share that little story. And they said, and that this woman said to me, and why aren't you creating a brand around this? That, you know, that's a brand story. Right. <laughs> and a little. So she said that and I went, no, 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 I can't do that. You know, are you kidding? There's Fenty Beauty out there. You know, there's all these beautiful brands. Right. No, I can't do that. So I really, really resisted it, but it would not let me go. And so little by little, I started to craft the story and enlarge the story and think about it a little bit more, and then I would leave it alone. And then the fear would kick in. So honestly, I really, I prayed about it, and I thought to myself, I mean, I really tried to sabotage myself a lot. I thought, no, you know, I, I, I can't compete. I don't, I don't have the experience. But because it would not leave me alone, I thought that God was leading me in this, in, in this direction, right. and I would pay um that I would be obedient and I thought okay you know so my conversations were much like okay all right yeah. I'm gonna do a little bit more and little by little putting one foot in front of the other this thing started to materialize until I reached a point I created a brand essence a brand positioning 
and 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 I put that brand look and feel together. And when I saw it, it felt like if you're a mom, you know, and you you you, you when you first you know feel your that yeah. big. <laughs> That's exactly what it felt for me. And so I just, at that point in time, I leaned um, a lot more into it. And ultimately what happened is that the passion became bigger than the fear. Yes. It, would, you say that, would you say that your, your belief also became bigger than the fear? It, it did. I mean, this is, this is for me totally a faith-based project. It's totally yeah. faith. Um, I, despite the challenges, right? Because it's not like it was easy. I experienced a lot of challenges, and so it challenged my faith. And I and I continued to, to to go really, really, God, really, are you sure? You know, because these these you would think sometimes you think you have those challenges that maybe it's a sign that you should just stop and you know and pivot and 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 not pursue it anymore. Um, but just when I was just about ready to give up, something would materialize that would encourage me. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to see it through. And ultimately I think my, my biggest learning is that I realized that it's not about the outcome. You know, I fear so much. Will it be successful? (laughs) Will I deliver on the results? Right. I, I, I shifted that perspective not consciously, but, you know, from a, from a place of faith of realizing, no, you know, what I, what is being built, it's so much about me and my own development and what I'm going through and the, and, and the growth and my, you know, and my personal growth, both in my walk in faith and, and in a personal, as a mom, as a friend, as a human being and how I do this that it's not no matter what it's not a loss it's a learning right and and, and that it really ultimately is in you know in, in our lives while we look for our purpose you know the important thing is the day-to-day of how we're living that that purpose right. is is not about the end result it's you know it, yeah. really- it never is right um so then you know you you launch Valden beauty um, also in a very hard time because you had, you know, lost your, your mother. And a lot of, I think, when we are in pursuit of something, you know, we we would one hope that it would be like the perfect journey, right? But there's no such thing. And circumstances in life happens. But how do you stay focused on that purpose and lean into that faith when the circumstances and the obstacles become greater than you think you can bear? Yeah. And now I don't have a choice. Now it's a hundred percent faith. And to be really, really honest, um, I've created a concept that's super unconventional, extremely risky. Um, you know, in every single way, shape or form, you know, the, the, the concept, the fact that it is, it's a personal brand. I mean, really, I thought to myself, God, you know, for being such an insecure person and, you know, and having fear, what the heck was I thinking of putting myself out there and, and, and embracing my vulnerability when that's the last thing I ever want to do. So, you know, the, the, the brand is about my mom, but it's very much about the journey that I'm going through that I haven't, I'm still going through it. My mom delivered, she accomplished, she was fully realized 
I'm not there yet. I'm absolutely in front of everybody. I'm going through this journey and every single day it's super, it's super scary. And then I go create an artistic concept, you know, where, in, you know, with a price point, with a product that has so much about the intangibles, it, it's, it's not about the function. Yes, it's functional. Yes, it's, yes, it's, it's, it, it, you know, the quality is, is, I'd like to think amazing. The formulas are, are beautiful. But this is, you know, what I'm what I'm selling is purpose. Yeah. You know, selling the narrative. I am saying I want, you know, I want this armor that when you when you hold it, that it's gonna remind you of the warriors that we are, the challenges that we have overcome, you know, the community, the fact that, you know, I'm here because women, other women place faith in me. Um, or my journey of, of faith. It just has so, you know, so much more. And that's not typical of the way a brand is created today and, and, and at a very high price point because I felt that in thinking about my mom, beauty meant so much to her. She, she didn't remember me, and I was a good daughter. Trust me, I was a good daughter. But she never forgot how lipstick, you know, wearing lipstick made her feel. And I thought it's so profound. And in the beauty industry, I think that message is, is lost a little bit. I think that beauty is worthy of, of being a statement and, and, and worthy of being covetable. It's worthy of so much more. Yeah, um, I love that. I, Whenever I do myself want to feel good and, and powerful, and I think it's, it's always a bright lipstick and making sure that I feel good. Um, so tell us about Valde Beauty, the lipstick and the packaging. Everything is, is beautiful. And now um, speaking to you, it all makes sense because when you see it, it does stand on its own very powerful. So tell us about the brand, um, the product, and what you created. Thank you. Well, I'm, as first I said earlier, I created the brand story first, you know, the, the inspiration, and I spent time, you know, understanding, I, I, I think definitely in, in the journey without realizing, I think the experience that I've developed throughout the years somewhat kicked in and my perspective on the beauty industry kicked in but but first it started from a place of heart of of saying this was super important for my mom this this wearing lip and lipstick was super important and i and i what i thought was i want to pay homage and if i want to pay homage i want to create a product that's worthy of that homage um and that it's you know it's it's emblematic and somewhere along the way I, I, I was originally going to create a super <laughs> embellished uh, bullet uh, lipstick. Um, and, I, and I think I did that. I think I had some designs. And then I thought I realized, okay, having an embellished bullet is probably not the right thing for me to do at this time. And, and, and so again, I struggled because I didn't, I, you know, a lot of founders, have this white space opportunity idea and then they figure out oh yeah well, this is how i'm going to fill it and i didn't have that i just had an inspiration and i knew that it was lip but i didn't hey you know I, you know how how do you differentiate and so i i had a lot of soul searching journeys and trusting the process of where i i had a, a reflection of the woman because it was inspired about my mom and as I thought about the woman, I thought, you know, it's just remarkable that, um, you know, a woman can be feminine and yet so strong, right? Which is what I saw in, in, in my mom, you know, 
we we buy, we have both sides, right? And so, I, I I think that that's what led to the design element of wanting this juxtaposition of portraying the femininity. Um, so the shape of this of this um, armor is inspired by the woman form, by the female torso, and yet it has this the shape of the bullet, you know, in the, in the middle. And that, that sort of was a little bit of a, of a moment that led into um, a designer that we were working, a packaging designer that we said, what can you do with this? I had a, we had a drawing of a ballerina, you know, torso a little bit to define this, you know, feminine thing. And then we had this, you know, in this bullet. And basically what she did is she transposed one on top of the other. And then we worked on the shape to get that shape right and right. so it was so the the design was one piece of the of the challenge and the journey uh, which took a lot of time a lot of iteration and then there was a realization that for me i'm a lip gloss lipstick war uh, wearer i have always been challenged when i look for lipstick you know, I've always loved the purse appeal of, you know, the look of the lipstick. For me, is you know, the case is important. And I always struggle with the fact that if I had, there was a brand that I liked, um, the case, they often didn't have the formula of the shades that I wanted. Or if there was a brand that had the shades or the formula, I didn't love the packaging. Um, so that, for me, was a, uh, a reflection. The other reflection was that, in having worked in product development a little bit, I real I've always known that the larger part of the cost in in, in product development is on the case, but what you really use is the formula. You know, sometimes the formula is only twenty percent of the cost, and so I before the days I think while I was still at Sephora, I I often would struggle with how wasteful that conceptually was, and from a product right. development standpoint. Right, and you're just you're gonna throw, and sometimes we don't finish the lipstick, and you're throwing that case case away. So I struggle with that. And then lastly, I knew that I wanted to do something premium, and and there would potentially be luxury because this thing was gonna be you know handcrafted and you know and 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 elevated. But I wanted a statement of self. You know, typically when you when you buy a luxury product, it's because it's a status symbol, right? That you you think, okay, well, you know, right. made, you know, here I have, you know, a Gucci something, or you know, or a Dior, and I and I love that, and the, I don't, you know, that there's nothing to take away, but I wanted to shift that focus from the brand to the self. And so I wanted something that would feel super personal to the person that, you know, would use it. Um, you don't see the brand, my brand name anywhere so that it could feel that, you know, this is a conscious decision. When you when you go buy or explore a purchase on Valde, you, you know, this is this is thoughtful. It's an investment. Right. It has to. But it's a personal decision. And because it's a personal decision either because you're gifting it to yourself or you're gifting it to someone else, I wanted it to feel like an extension of that person um, and hence the tagline of the brand, Very You. Um, so that that very much drove um, creating an armor that dresses your lipstick because it's giving personality that's personal to you. I mean, in the future, I'll have other um, armor designs, but hopefully you can pick and choose something that's 
personal to you. Um, and then the, like so the, um, a challenge of figuring out, well, can I create an armor that's still going to feel about the same size of the lipstick? You know, that, and, the, and that's ergonomic and that feels right because I'm, I sort of have broken that box that says it's a tube. You know, it's, it's no longer a tube and it's no longer a, a square. Right. It's, oh, you know, it's shaped differently. And so to have that acceptance, um, that took a lot of time. And then to create the mechanism of having, so one manufacturer could not do the whole concept. It was very, very difficult. So if they had the expertise in, in creating this, they didn't have the expertise in creating this. And I wanted something that was very emblematic because the inspiration behind this design is called SOAR. And, you know, it's, it's wings that drape the torso of the body of the case. It's beautiful. Thank you. And for me, it was emblematic of wanting to convey a message that says, you know, a single feather is so light, you know, and often fragile. But together, you know, these, these feathers form wings. Yeah. You know, powerful enough to take, uh, to take flight. And for me, that's, it was important. That message is important for a couple of reasons. One, you know, I believe that we all have wings. Um, and that really speaks to our potential and our purpose. Um, and that, you know, and once, you know, we reach that place of realization of who we really are and we understand that purpose, you know, the, you know, the, the road begins to manifest itself, the possibilities and that inner strength that we often don't tap into because we're strong physically by sheer force. We're strong, but we often don't, don't tap into that inner strength. And when you have that inner strength then the possibilities manifest and then you think you're, you, you can fly. That's, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm really sore. Yeah. And I mean, I could talk, you know, there's so many questions I have now. So I think we're going to have to have you back um, because I'm just thinking through your process that you just explained. And I can only imagine how many questions you got. I can only imagine how much people are like, uh, purpose-driven that's not what people buy you know like I can only imagine the like you said the the operational and that you went into lightly and the just sheer operations of launching a business that's challenging in itself but then to have to come out so unique and it is something that I can only imagine what you're going through and, and have gone through but I I, I love what you just shared, because I do want to not only lean into my purpose, but support other people's purpose, right? Especially women and Latino women, because I think that it is time that we do get to redefine how we want to work, how we want to live, and that it's possible, right? Yeah. And and so many times that we're we're chasing something it's because we've been put on that path by other people with good intentions right mentors and parents and all and all of that and and they all teach us something but it doesn't mean that it's the the very answer that we're looking for and i think something else that you shared that really stood out to me when you were talking about your faith because just today i was telling a friend i said you know all you have to do is ask because what what is asked gets answered oh you know, and, and your proof. 
don't ask. I mean, I think there's a scripture, you know, out there that says all you have to do is, is ask. And we don't, we don't ask. And I did ask. I said, show me the way I want. I want to know. I want to understand what my destiny and purpose is. Um, and, you know, and I, and I think we just, we, and then the faith has to kick in because the answers don't come right away. It just, it can't be that way. You have to trust your intuition. Um, and, and for that, you have to kind of press pause. We, we, we lead lives that are very fast and we're always on to the next. And we rarely take time to really think about and reflect um, and listen and listen to to our to our souls, um, but yes, that's exactly the, the the way it is. Yeah, I thank you so much for coming on and sharing your journey and your story. Um, I just want to leave the audience with one last thing: for those who are, are facing that doubt and are having the struggle of trusting, um, what would you say to them? Um, I would say, listen that's faith, right? Faith is, you know, taking action on something that is completely, um, you know, unseen. Um, I, I would say to, to not give up. And I would also just really, really encourage anyone to surround. I mean, you're this, this community that you're building is a great place to start. I wouldn't have gone here without the help. For me, the, the the message around this soar theme and the feathers and you know and the wings also is a message of community and collaborate and uniting. I strongly, strongly feel in my gut, in my in every single hair in my body that we're in a mo- in a moment of women coming together and, and rising and and, yes. and conquering, and that we are we're the catalyst to fixing many, to the solutions that the, you know, that the, in the greater macro world we need. Um, and so I, I think I would ask them to yield to that calling and not, you know, not give up, listen for it and, and lean into it. Thank you so much. Like I said, I could ask you a hundred more questions. I'm so curious about everything. Um, but let us know where we can find um, Valde Beauty so that we can look at the product. I'll make sure to put in the show notes. And when we share the episode on social media, I'll make sure to tag it. But just in case they're listening right now and they want to just hop right on and take a look, just let us know where that is. Sure. On Instagram, on social, I'm on um, at Valde Beauty, at Valde Beauty. And the, um, and the site is www.valdebeauty.com. Thank you so much, Margarita. Bye, everybody. Thank you.